Kimberly C. Paul. As I travel throughout each state, I realize that death is just a moment. It is how we live until that moment that matters. Finding connection with friends, family, and complete strangers. Journey with me. This is the Live Well, Die Well Tour. Today, welcoming Cindy Massey to Death by Design podcast. So welcome uh, from Ecuador. Yes, I am here in Ecuador. <laughs> uh, I love I love the whole, uh, you know, time change where when, when you email me and like, well, I'm an hour ahead of you. I'm like, well, where could she be? Um, so it's really nice to, to see you. I'm really, really interested in talking to you about your book. Um, but first, before we dive into learning more about the book that you published, Evolve, um, a near-death experience, I'd love to hear your story. How did, tell me how you got where you're at and, and tell me about your near-death experiences. The road was long. <laughs> I will tell you, it was a long road because I had it when I was three. Wow. You know, and, and we all know that children at three years old don't have a lot of credibility. Okay, you know that uh, to tell us something like this is a story, and but way back then, you know it wasn't um, it wasn't terribly popular. Normally, what they did was they would just tell you to shh, you know don't talk about that. And so, um, and I and I didn't get positive feedback from. Uh, I went to two churches to to talk about this, and and it wasn't positive. My mother was scared to death that I would die. And so um, I just I just kind of just let it sit, all right? I, I would remember what happened, but I didn't really talk about it, only to very few close friends who could deal with it. Most people uh, have a, a fear of death. And so, um, you know, I just kind of let it sit there for a long, long time. And then what happened is that um, I was called. And what I mean by that is I talked to a committee and they said, it's time you published. You have to publish this information. And my response was, no, I don't think so. Nobody cares. I mean, how many people out there have had that? And nobody cares about this kind of thing, right. you know, until they're right, like right there, right? We're on the brink. Now I care. But before that, not really. And so, uh, no, no, you have to publish. And so that was like uh, about three years ago. And so I started the process. And, um, and, and the response, I wanted to see after a number of years if the response had changed. So people would say, oh, you're writing a book? How great, what's it about? Oh, okay, so what else is going on with you? <laughs> right. <laughs> Besides that, right? And so, yeah, that's basically what happens. And I felt that if I put it off any longer, I might not be writing it from this dimension, right? Right. <laughs> Well, this is a cra- this is a crazy thing. Is you know I can't remember when I was three, and it's interesting that you remember that you were three and experienced certain things during your three year life. I, I it's that that's really fascinating to me. And you know what? I, I have to be honest. I don't remember anything else. Oh wow! Other than that experience, well, I. I I remember uh, maybe two other things, 
and then that's it. Oh, wow. It, everything else goes blank. Okay, well, that's interesting. You know, not everyone believes in things like this. Um, there can be some skepticism. Um, what is your experience when you tell people about, hey, I was three and I, I, I saw this, but yeah. hey, tell me, what was it like? Tell me, what do you remember? I remember that, um, well, as a child, I had two things going that were going against me. Number one, I was probably born legally blind. So I, 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 was, um, I was very clumsy as a child. They thought that I was kind of dull-witted, actually, because I like didn't get it. You know, like everybody else got it, but I didn't get it. And it's because I couldn't see. Uh, maybe I'm dull-witted. <laughs> I love that. And so, you know, oh, poor thing. You know, she's, she's you know, she's not okay. Uh, and so I couldn't see. Everything was kind of blobby. And uh, so I, I would trip over my own feet. I, I would uh, um, bump into things. And my greatest fear was when my mother would move furniture because I couldn't deal with it because I didn't know where anything was. I would have to like, uh, uh, have to learn it all over again. And the second thing is that I was asthmatic as a child. So I didn't breathe very well either. And they were feeding me the wrong foods because they didn't know, okay, that, that these were the wrong foods. And so, um, breathing was a chore. It was always a chore. They tried some medication, but I, it didn't work well with me. They were, I think they had hallucinogenic stuff in it. And I, I was seeing like jungles and, and they just said, oh, yeah, not a good idea. And so they got me off that. But then it was back oh, to, funny. you know, problems with breathing. And it was during one of my episodes with breathing that I got out of my body and I left. That's what happened. And I remember. Now, did you see yourself from yeah, like where you were? Yeah, I was like three wow. years old. I I'm laying in a crib. I'm looking at my body. And then I look down at my body, you know, the under uh, uh, underneath my eyes, I guess is the best way to put it. And it, it was like I was pure energy. And I thought, wow, how does all of me fit in that? Because it looks so small. And I went, I wonder how, how I got out. And I wonder how I'm going to get back in. I mean, do you fall in or do you jump in or? You go through your head or, or through your foot. You know, those are the kind of things that I thought about. <laughs> and so, oh, wow. But you had like clear thoughts, you know, yes. that you're, oh, wow. They, they were very clear. And, and I want to share with you because it gives the whole paradigm about children and, and what they bring in. And, you know, there's still that business with tabula rasa and all that stuff. Okay. But when I looked at that body and I looked and I had the thoughts that I did. It wasn't like a three-year-old. And I remember when I was talking to the lady, um, I said to her, and it's almost verbatim, I cannot sustain if I live out of my body. And she said, no. She said, your body will not be able to do that. Now, that for a three-year-old, I think, is somewhat unusual. Three-year-olds don't talk like that. Yeah, I would tend to agree. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. And so, and I remember because when I came back, I thought, well, I learned about that word much later in my life, not then. So I don't think, for me at least, I don't think that I, I had a three-year-old mindset. I had a three-year-old body, but I didn't have a three-year-old mindset. And I remember talking with my mother at uh, lunch 
one day and um, I wanted to find out how much I had told her because when I saw their colors around their body shifted or, or uh, became muddied, I, I climbed up because I knew that it was no good. Don't go any further. Oh, interesting. And so uh, I said to her, do you remember me telling you about my, my dream? And she said, yes. And I said, what, what was your feeling? She said, I was scared. I was scared for you and I was scared for me. And she said, Cynthia, you don't look at people, you look into them, like you're looking into their soul. What? And she said, yeah, and it's scary. Oh, interesting. Don't you, don't you think that sometimes unknown things we tend to fear as human beings, like in, this, in the body sense? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, and one of the things that I firmly believe in and why I wrote the book is that I want to tell people you don't need, need to be scared. Hmm. There's nothing to be scared of. And, and I've always believed in my heart that if everybody knew what it was like, yet nobody would be here. Uh, interesting. Uh, that's <laughs> the place would be empty. What, what, what's on earth? A lot of water, a lot of land, No people left. Oh, wow. <laughs> they left? Yeah. And so that's what I really think, you know, because there's nothing scary about it. It's a, a very beautiful place. It's different. The colors are more vibrant. The buildings sing. Um, and people you know, just have a very loving attitude toward each other. And anybody that comes new, oh, you're coming to see us. The bad part is they tell you when you, you have to go home. No, you can't stay. You have to go home now. Interesting. But 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 I don't want to go home. Yeah, no, but you have to go home. No, no, that's not home. This is home. That, I don't know what that is, but it's not home. I don't want to go there anymore. And so it's, and, and I haven't read one, one near-death experience that said, oh, wait to go back to the earth right nobody says that nobody well you know it's it's one thing to allow or to recall something like this and how did that mm -hmm. affect how you lived out your yes from three to present yeah so what happens i think for some people maybe not everybody it's not like you have one near-death experience and oh we're done okay we're done with that and now we can go on with our life especially for a child because for an adult, you have a life before and after. As a child, you don't have a life before, really. Oh, there's a bunch of baby bottles and some diapers and, you know, food and that kind of, But you really don't have a life. So that becomes your life. It's a very different kind of a setup. And what, has, what happened is that some of the things I came back with is that I see things other people don't see. Hmm. Or I feel things other people don't feel. Give me an example of that. What do you see? Energy? Yes. I do see energy. I see energy around people. I see energy around living things, plants. Are they colorful or? Oh, very. They're very colorful. And they shimmer. It's like a shimmering. Um, I remember one time, I think it was last year, my son invited me. He was, um, was going to change jobs, okay? And so that um, they weren't sure if they were going to stay in their current office or go to another office nearby, okay? And so uh, he invited me to the new office, okay? Now, I didn't know all of this was going on. He just invited me to the new office. I walk in and I go, this isn't real. 
He goes, what? This is not real. Mom, there's a, a cafeteria. We have an office. I have an office. The boss has an office and we have a da-da-da-da, right? It's not real. How can you say that? No. You think it's real. It looks real. It's not real. He said, really? Mm -mm. I said, it's, it's, it's just not real. And what I felt was there was like an overlay, a translucent overlay over everything. Hmm. You could touch the physical, but the overlay of energy was very different. Well, what does that mean? Like if it's what, I mean, that's, that's hard for someone like me to understand. I, I, and I, and I so want to understand, like, what does that, what does that mean? Okay. It, okay. It's kind of like if you were looking at a picture, maybe a garden. Okay. Yes. And then somebody dropped a, a translucent curtain. You could still see the garden, but, 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 but there was this, this, this shimmering energy that, that kind of was, uh, was let down when you let down the curtain. Like so in you're between seeing, me and the garden. Yeah. Okay. You're seeing through this shimmering energy. Interesting. That's how you're seeing it. And, and so you look at the, and it's, it's very captivating. I just want you to know that. Because you become mesmerized by the energy and then the art garden behind the energy. Okay. And so, and that's what happened. Uh, and they're showing me the, the nuts, the can of nuts, and they're showing me the juices, and they're showing me the refrigerator. And I'm looking at this through this curtain like, and, and I'm watching it. And um, a year goes by, okay, and, and I'm still mumbling to myself when I'm coming home, you know, in the car. And when I get in the house, it's not, not real. I'm telling you, it's not real. And, and so um, everybody's kind of going, hmm. So a year later, I said to my son, you know, I, I haven't sent you a Father's Day gift in a while. So how about if I send you a Father's Day gift? I think I found a good one. He said, okay. So he said, send it to the house. I said, no, no, I'll send it to your office. He says, no, mom, send it to the house. Why can't I send it to the office? He said, because the office no longer exists. What? When, 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 when did it leave? He said, um, about two weeks after you left. What? The office was totally shut down. I said, what? He said, yeah, mom, it was shut down. So what, where are you anyway? What are you, plugged in your, your computer into a current bush or what? Where are you? Are you on the streets? <laughs> because this was like new news, right? right. You know anything. And so he says, no, no, we're in another office down the road. He says, it's in Factoria, which is um, about half an hour of drive. He never told me anything. Interesting. And I said, you know, you never told me any of this. He said, I know. Okay. Just so you know. <laughs> so it, it, <laughs> you, can, you can't fool all the time your mom, you know. And so I said, uh, so everything was dismantled. He said, he said, yes, I kept my job. All the rest of the people were let go, including his wife, because she was the office manager. Wow. And so uh, I said, okay, I understand. And then that was it. It was over. That's when I found out. That's how it's verified for me. That's really interesting. And so 
why a book? Because I don't think that was your original intention. You know, why write a book? No, it wasn't. In fact, I said no. I don't know how many times. I think I I was uh, the requ- the request was write a book, and I said, yeah, I don't think so. And I did that for almost two years. I don't think so. No, I don't have time. I'm busy. I'm teaching. I'm this. I'm that. I I don't really. I'm not that good anyway. <laughs> and so I said, no, you have to write the book because people have to know. Yeah, but everybody else has written a book on their near death experience. Yours is different. Oh, how is it different? Well, for one thing, you were a child. And how you see the world as a result of that experience is, is very different. And it is true because I, there was a, there's a lady uh, by the name of um, Phyllis Atwater, P.M.H. Atwater. And she did a, a whole huge, gigantic book on near-death experiences. But there were some chapters about children. And children, uh, near-death experiences are very different. Uh, than adults or even teenagers and there are some children who've had near-death experiences while in the womb Hmm. yeah interesting and and uh taught it could talk when they actually had words to speak so um the reason uh i guess that i i said uh, that i agreed was that if it can if it can help with uh people understanding more about death so that they're not afraid of it, then, then I'd be willing to do that if it will somehow assist or help them. That's, that was the reason. And I'm just beginning to work on the audio book of it, oh, which nice. I think will be even more interesting because people can put it into their, their car or some device and they can listen and they don't have to stop doing what they're doing. Right? Exactly, they can yeah. I love and audio so books. Yeah, audio, and, and I, that's what I'm going to have is an audio book. So, so that was the reason the, for the call. And so I said, oh, okay. And so I live in a perfect area for that because it's very quiet here. And it's kind of like living in a park. And so, um, you know, I can, I can think and I can uh, visualize, and it's very, very quiet here kind of like you being up in the mountains well i'm by a river and it's very quiet hmm. you get to hear the birds chirping nice so for for us that are are is has never experienced uh, a near-death experience you use some terms in your book and the book is evolve a near-death experience um but so i want you to help define some of these uh i guess phrases that you use like for instance you use crossed over what does that mean to you to me, that means you're, we live in a, third dimen- in a third dimension. Where I went when I got out of my body was not a third dimension. The colors were different. I mean, how many times have you ever heard a building singing on the planet? Vibrating and singing. Out, not too many, right? Well, outside <laughs> of mental hospital, no. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Let me qualify that. Wait a minute. And so, yeah. So that that was the first thing. The beings that I met had to be at least, because uh, the publisher asked me about this. The publisher is six foot four, so he's not a small man. Okay. And so he said, well, how tall are these beings? I said, well, you know, when you're three, things look bigger. Um, you're six four, I'd say at least seven, seven feet, eight feet, like that. 
And 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 he said, "Really?" And I go, "Oh yeah." And and I said, because I was three, I was close to the floor, right? When I was walking, so I looked down, and there were their feet. Their feet were there. They were had big feet. They weren't out of proportion to the body, but they, their feet were large. My my feet looked like nothing. And he goes, "Really?" And I go, "Yeah." So I said, uh, "Normally, you don't need the size of being, and their and their bodies radiated light." Different colors, but they radiated light. In the third dimension, you don't see the light that comes off of people's body normally. Some people do, but most people don't. So you don't know. Now, does the colors other thing- have, do they have meaning? Yes. So let me ask you this. So this is really weird. Um, like so, like several years ago, and I say weird in, in a, I guess, flexible <laughs> way. Right. Um, so I'm in, I'm in go, walking into this bar in Wilmington, North Carolina. And there was one person that had a, like a glow around them, a yellow glow. What does that mean? A yellow. Yellow glow usually indicates intellect. Really? And, and the brighter and stronger that it is, the more intense that is. Huh. Um, I've seen, I've seen colors re- Worse when somebody gets scared, or um, there's something wrong, something's gone awry, something they it actually you can see the colors reverse. You go, oh, that's not good. You know, <laughs> that's not a good sign when it reverses. Okay, and so and and you can have colors in different parts of your body. And um, from what I've read, when we are out of alignment or we have a problem physically, that's the last place uh, that. That occurs. Usually it starts in the energy around the body and then it moves into the body. And we call it whatever we call it, diabetes, cancer, right. you know, whatever it is. Okay, but it doesn't start there. That's where it finally manifests. But it's out in the energetic field. Doctors have not figured this out yet. They're still at the physical level. That's what I think. Now, does that have a certain color when when there's a sickness or... Um, I mean, I want to say it's blue, but I don't yeah. know. Okay. So, so what I've seen is that, uh, for example, there was somebody who was talking and I happened to, uh, move my eyes from their face to their throat and, and the color started, it started becoming clearer and it was striations, striations of, of white and red and white and they alternated hmm. and then it was a red, a red spot. And so I asked somebody, what does that mean? They said, that's the beginning of cancer. Really? That's what it looks like. Okay. Interesting. And so, yeah. And so if there's um, something that breaks up the energy or interferes or disrupts the energy, then that's usually when some kind of sickness is um, trying to get into the body. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, you talk about it. I want to say the other side. Is that like the second dimension or the first dimension? Or what, what do you call that? Probably I would call it the fifth dimension, minimal. What did you find on the, you, you, the other side? You said, you know, colors were more vibrant, buildings were singing. I don't know what that means. Okay, what that means is that <clears throat> picture, again, the garden, okay? And, and you enjoy the physical flowers and the grass and all of that. But now each and everything has like a glow to it, like that person that was in the bar. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, um, and everything like vibrates a very um, subtle, 
but a very, um, how can I put this? Uh, not understanding, that isn't the word. It's, it's very apparent, it's, it's subtle, but it's apparent, and it's like a, a, uh, a cosmic uh, song. It's a song. And, and what I came away with is that each of us has a song in our body. We vibrate, and we have a song. We don't hear it, maybe, um, but everybody has one. And some songs are better than others, right. you know, depending on where the person is on the, on the evolvement line, timeline, right? And so that's what I think happens to people. Hmm. That's what I think occurs. And, and that is what I saw in the fifth dimension because i saw a castle i i couldn't even call it a castle three years old it was like a big house a huge house and 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 it and it just it it breathed it vibrated and it hummed it sang you know as did the flowers flowers sang and the closest i can get to the flowers is that long long ago uh disney walt disney had had something called fantasia Mm -hmm. and when and when i first saw it i went I think he went somewhere like I did because oh, wow. he had the flowers dancing and da, 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 da. And that's the closest I can get it. Wow. That's that, that helps me sort of understand that, you know, it, uh-huh. it, it's, and that, I think that's what it is, is that like when, when you don't understand something, sometimes we human beings in this physical world want to turn away from him. But I, I like to turn toward it because I'm interested you know, just because I haven't experienced it doesn't mean it's not true. So tell me, you know, what, what do you hope your book does for others? I think, I think if I were to say anything, the first thing I would is not to be fearful. Because there's, um, there's a lot of fear still around death. Death is like, to me, it's like moving to another city or another country. Um, I decided I didn't want to live in the United States. Okay, I'm moving to Ecuador. So you got to prepare some stuff to do that. And it's and it's kind of like that. You just don't take your body with you. You take your energy with you, but not your body. Because you no longer need it. It's not useful where you're going to go. It's useful here because uh, that's what is part of the third dimension. But it's not useful, really, when you have to leave. And And people get upset and they cry and they're... They're falling apart and all of this stuff. Well, but that's not what it is either. Because my feeling, just my personal feeling, is that the curtain that divides the other side or where you go is is not that thick hmm. in terms of what's on this side. Wow. That's okay. And that's so really um, when people meditate, they take little small journeys. And then they come back and somebody has near death experience experience and they take a journey and then they come back and it's like that. Yeah. So when, when you, when you have this ability, you know, do you have a, I guess because I feel that I haven't experienced something like that yet, or maybe I have, and I don't recall it. Um, what do you see? What do you see because you experience the fifth realm and all of these different dimensions, you know, what is really important in life and in death? And what have you discovered? You know, why are we here? Why do we visit the this realm? Well, what, first of all, I want to tell you from my personal uh, experience, my perspective is, is this, this is, can be a very seductive 
place. <laughs> it's really seductive. You can get so easily caught up in life, okay, and attachment to X, Y, or Z. It doesn't really matter. Whether it's a money or a house or some physical thing. And, and all, all this is is an experience that we go through. And then we're here for a certain time and then we leave. Uh, some more willingly than others. <laughs> That's what I've noted. And so what, what I feel is important and maybe what other people feel is important is very different. It's, it's a very hmm. different kind of a thing. Because um, I know this is transitory. You know, you're, you're going to pass through it. You're going to have some experiences. You're going to learn some things. And then it's time to go, you know. And, and Do we get to come back? If, I guess if you want, you can come back. If you liked it so much, God, I really like that place. Or I, I didn't get to experience XXXX, so I have to go back and check that out. So Interesting. He, yes, I think you can go back. That's fascinating to me. Yeah. And, and maybe meet some people that, wait a minute, do I know you? Wait, you look familiar. We feel familiar. Okay. So maybe you did have an experience with them at another point in time. Well, you know, that's, that's really interesting that you say something like that. I have a friend, Jermaine, and one year um, he gave me a plaque that says, you know, having uh, a friendship like yours is one in a million. And on the back of it, he goes, and I get another chance, which was interesting. Yeah, that's right. And I think some people are aware uh, at a cognitive level. And I also think that some people are not aware of it, not at the cognitive level. It's more something that they understand or feel, but they may not acknowledge it because they, it's unconscious. But they somehow know it, but they don't know why. But I think that's true. I, I know that's amazing. I've, I've met people that, you know you, you know, you feel familiar. I don't know how or where, but yeah, you do. And so that's, kind of what I, has been my experience personally. And I think that, um, like I said, when you've had a near-death experience, you just don't have one and then you're done. Okay, we're finished. No, no. What happens is your life, uh, it kind of shifts a, a little bit. And what, what was normal for other people to see or feel, or whatever, it doesn't happen for you. And vice versa. It happens to you, but they don't see it or they don't feel it. Um, when he said, no, mom, this is a permanent office. This is going to be our office. And I went, mm, I don't think so. No. And it's not real. And so, and I was seeing something he couldn't. He couldn't see it. And another time, he had, he had come to visit me. He was already in college. And he came to visit me, and he parked in a certain spot. And, and I looked at that, and I said, mm. I said, you know, you, know, you may want to, you know, move your car. I, I don't have a good feeling. No, I said, uh, you may want to move your car, okay? No, Mom, it's fine. I don't, uh, you, may, you may want to think about that. Somebody crashed into it that night. Put a big dent in the door. He was mad as a hornet the next day. <laughs> he was furious. He came stomping into the house. And, and I went, what happened? Somebody hit my car. Really? Yes, and I said, but I, I told you. But you didn't tell me you had the feeling. <laughs> Sorry. I, I <laughs> Next time, I'll put it in letters across my forehead. I well, got the you, feeling. <laughs> you know, I, it's really interesting talking to you because you seem so personable and, and so just like, hey, this is, this is my truth. 
And I do feel like your book and your attitude toward your experiences helps lessen the fear um, and allows individuals like myself to lean into it and actually sort of maybe look forward to it. Um, like maybe. And I think you have to be open to certain things because I have totally asked the universe, you know, God, hey, I ain't doing this until you show me something. And honey, I will look to the right and there it is. And I'm just like, uh, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm sort of like, feel like I need to see it again because like did, and I look around like if I've fallen down to see if anyone else had seen that. Um, so it's, it's, there's something, there's a mysteriousness about life. There's a mystery um, that, that I do and, and very much aware of when it, when it comes to living and knowing that there's something more. Um, and that's where I want to encourage people like, this is interesting. Um, why not learn more about it? And, and your book provides that pathway. So let's talk a little bit about how individuals can buy your book. Where can they buy it? It's on Amazon. Um, it's there and I've checked it and, and the um, publisher keeps, you know, track of it also. Um, and, and uh, bookstores are becoming far and few between, uh, I'm finding right. out. And so, uh, you, they can always get it online. They can download it as, as a PDF. They can, um, uh, down if they want it sent, I guess, to them and mailed, if they really have to hold the book. Some people told me that's not the same if you don't hold the book. As a, well, that's sort of me. <laughs> I've got to hold it. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Anyway, I said, oh, okay, well, you can have it either way. So you can have it as an ebook or a PDF or, or the physical book itself, Evolve. And just as, as an aside, that picture in front um, is a... On the cover. Yeah, on the cover is, uh, is a tunnel I went through. In order really? to, that's the image. Yeah, wow. it's it's right there. And you know what's interesting? The guy who who did the graphics for that, I never talked to him. I never met him. The publisher had not read the manuscript, and but they got it on the cover. I don't know how. Wow. And it was like wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's that. It's so interesting. Yeah. So now, are you are you on social media? Am I on? Yes, uh, I have a Facebook page that that gives all of the uh, information. Gives quite a bit of information, I guess. Is that under your name? Yeah, that's. Uh, I have a, a link to it. It's right, right there. It's under Evolve, actually. Okay. And and the publisher put it up, right? Because he said we've got to, you know, get you on some kind of social media. I said, oh, okay. And so um, that's what that's where we started. Now, are you also on Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn? No, I'm not. And I'm thinking about maybe I need to do that also to be on Twitter and Pinterest. Oh, of course. I, I, yeah, because I, I told him I wanted to do that. Um, and so, yeah, so that's what I'm, I'm in the process of doing now, that I'm going to be doing that. So that I, I get, see, here's what I'm thinking. And, and the publisher verified this for me. Um, because I said, I, I want to know if I'm, I'm really seeing things accurately. He went to a book summit in New York, and this was like last week. And what he said to me was, he said, the numbers are dwindling. He said, I'm glad I didn't buy a booth. He said, because it's $10,000 for the booth. Whoa. I said, you're kidding. He said, no. 
And I said, really? And I told him, you know what? I said, my feeling is, and I'm, I'm not a media expert. I'm, I'm not even good at marketing. I said, but my feeling is every time, I've lived in six different countries over the last 10 years. Every time I see um, young people, uh, people under 40, we'll say under 40, they have the, 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 uh, the phone in one hand, right or left, doesn't matter. And they're walking and they're watching the phone. <laughs> Looking at this, right? And I'm going, wow. And, and um, they're either texting their friends or they are texting. Uh, no, they're listening to music. They got the earphones in. Or they're watching a movie. Nobody that I've seen yet, and I, and I look, I kind of, you know, kind of lean over and kind of take a peek. Nobody's reading books. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said, I said to him, I said, we're going to have to shift this because, you know, we've, we've got to keep up with the times. And I said, and the times indicate it's, it's a, a phone, which is a mini computer. And I said, and that's what's happening out in the world. And that's how they're getting their information and, and, and being in touch with each other or whatever. Yeah, yeah I tend to agree. But, you know, I, I guess I'm just, I don't call myself old school, but I love, I, I love to escape into a good story. Um, well, I do too. I love it. it, it and and but I'm not so sure that that uh, in some ways that may be dwindling in some ways for for uh, maybe the millennials yeah, or, maybe. or whatever. Because the lady who did that near-death experience business said, um, you know, not all of us were uh, raised with a screen in front of us. Not all of us, some of us, but not all of us. But the ones who have been raised with a screen in front of their face have always had that screen in right. front of their face. That's how they see the world. Yeah, absolutely. So if someone's, if someone's interested in, in talking to you or, you know, how do they connect with you? Okay, I have an email address and it's called evolve7337 at Gmail. Great. And, and that's where all of my stuff for that book goes. I don't mix it with other things. That's just for the book. And so, yeah. So if anybody has any questions or want to learn more about the book, they can email you directly. Email me directly and I will respond. I check it a couple times a day. So, yeah, I would, and I would answer them because I really want people to feel comfortable. You know, I, I've just seen too much a around, around death. I'm looking at this going, yeah, why, why are they doing this? It's not like that. Wait. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that I live really, really well, that when that next adventure comes, that I'm really prepared to move on. Yeah. Yeah. And I can remember um, my mother telling me, she said, Sins, I, I don't want you to die before me. What? She said, I don't want you to die before me. Why not? Well, then I'll be left alone. You're not left alone. You have two sons. You know what I mean. No. <laughs> I, I just don't want you to die before me. Okay. But it, well, what about if you die first? No, you'll be fine. Oh, really? And she's, oh, yeah, you'll be fine. And so I can remember, you know, she was, uh, you know, in the care home and all of that. And I was um, putting lotion on her, her arms because they were so dry. And I said, Mom, all you have to do, it's real simple. I'm putting lotion on your hands. And, and she wasn't even speaking at this point. All she had was a ventilator. 
And, and I said, then you just, I said, I'm going to let go of your hand. And I said, and to grab the hand of the angel and just go. And um, if there was ever a moment, I mean, I didn't even cry. I was in such awe. Oh, wow. This gold kind of color came from one side of her band, passed over her, went out the window, and she was gone. That's amazing. <laughs> that was a woe moment. Now, I didn't even cry. I was just, I was awestruck. I'd never seen ever. I went, wow. Yeah, you know, I, I think that birth and, and death, even though they're not opposites by any means, but there's this transformation that is transcendent, that is beautiful. Yes. Um, really, really beautiful, both at birth and yeah. death. Yeah. And that's what it was. Yeah. If we can, if we can get past all the tears and the agony and, oh, you did this or you did that, or I didn't get this and I didn't get, if we can move past all of that, it's a wonderful experience, actually. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, and, and when people do go to this other realm, aren't they with you all the time then? Mm -hmm. I mean, their energy, when you call upon it, I mean, isn't, is it? Yes. Because I feel that. Like, yes. you know, I lost a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. That's why you don't have to cry. You don't have to cry. Yeah. They're with you. And they're just a different format. Okay. Okay. Instead of MS DOS, maybe you're going to get uh, Mac. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're not, you've moved out of DOS now. You've moved into Mac. And this is what you have. You have the energy part of me, which is the best part anyway, because really, if you kind of like, you know, get out of the the capsule, uh, and you leave it. There's not much left, right? That's kind of what it is. Because it was never meant for it to be forever with you. Absolutely. It's just a, it's just a place you reside for a time, and then you leave and say bye. -bye. I think that's amazing, and I I really would encourage people to lean into other individuals' experiences, perhaps that you might could learn something that you didn't think you experienced, but by learning about someone else's, perhaps maybe there's a link. Cindy, I, I can't express thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to chat with us about your experience. And, and I, I just, you know, I love connecting with people and, and the different si areas of the world and, and yet still can relate to them as, as human beings. And, and I, I really have, uh, my eyes are sort of open based on, on, one, on our conversation. And, and I feel like I have experienced some of the things that you're talking about. I was just unaware of them. Um, so thanks for like grounding me and allowing me to, to realize that there is something else. Um, and energy is really important as well. So uh, thank you so much for writing this book. Um, again, you can find it online. And you can email Cindy. Let's give them, the listeners, that email one more time. Okay, it's Evolve, E-V-O-L-V-E, 7337 at Gmail. Thanks, Cindy, and, and thank you for your time. You bet. Take care. Have a wonderful day, Kimberly. Thanks for joining us today. And remember, you're the designer. This podcast is produced by Jason Andre with Seven Season Films. If you're interested in telling your story via podcast, look him up. You can find him at sevenseasonfilms.com.